Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello and welcome to NVC, IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFridis, and today I am joined by Brian Altano. Hi. Pear Steiner. Hello. And Tom Marks. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about the very, very huge Smash 4.0 update, which comes with a new character, a Switch Mini going on sale for pre-order, mm -hmm. uh, the Game Boy's 30th anniversary, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's start, kick it off with the big topic, which is Smash Brothers. Oh, and Pear is going to talk about Fire Emblem. What? So definitely stick around <laughs> for that. But first, Smash Bros., have you guys gotten to play the new hero? 
No, I'm no? afraid. Just very little. You're afraid? Yeah. Played played with the kids, messed around with the character, uh impressed by the variety of uh, obviously the the designs for for the character and I I've played the Dragon Quest game so I I do like that. Um and with how different the character feels. Because it's I saw so different. So I saw dude with a sword like everybody else at first, and thought, okay, this is gonna feel like Morris and everybody, and it's, it doesn't. Like it's That's a good very very different feeling character. It's he's kind of ridiculous. So all of his um, I call him him, but it's the hero from Dragon Quest, yes. and there are multiple models from Them. different um, Dragon Quest games. But their B special attacks all take up NP, which is a stat exclusive to this character. And so, and the longer you hold the B button, the stronger they become. And like in Dragon Quest, they can become different versions of like the same element. So if you're familiar with Fire Family, I there's like Fire Agua and like different versions. I can't pronounce that word, but Thundara and Thunder. That sounded, and, that sounded close. And, and, Viagra? <laughs> well, with an F. There you go. You got it. No. <laughs> but um, so it does that in the game. So for example, your... Uh, side B move with the hero will, if you just tap B, it'll just be a, a little, a small, like, thunder spark, where if you hold it a medium amount, it'll shoot a thunder spark forward, and if you hold it, it shoots a thunder um, bolt down, kind of similar to Pikachu's, but a lot faster and more difficult to hit people with, and then a very huge AoE around you, but that takes up more MP. And if you run out of MP and find yourself off the side of a map, you can't use your up B to use your wind attack, like swoosh, to get back on the map. So, and then I haven't even gotten into the down B. Down B is madness. <laughs> it's complete madness. Okay, go ahead. Yeah? You want me to? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a can of worms we're opening up. Oh, is this like the KC 15-minute explanation of the wonders <laughs> of down B attacks? <laughs> this, no, this, this, I'm excited for this. This is a lot of words. It's, Hold it's on. I'm going to set gonna, my, you're my, gonna time my it? stop. There are, so when you press down B while using the hero, you get a selection of four random attacks that kind of looks like a menu from Dragon Quest where you can choose the attack you want to use. But there are 18 different attacks that that can be, and they may not even be attacks. They can be a buff or some other effect, like bang slash kaboom, which is a bolt of light that explodes on impact, sizzle, which is a fire spell that unleashes a quick flash, thwack, which may instantly KO opponents, Kamikaze, which you kill yourself, and then you deal a huge amount of damage to everyone around you. Magic Burst uses all of your MP for a large explosion. Snooze puts foes to sleep. Heal heals yourself, but has limited uses. Oops is a... Oops? I, I don't... Mm -hmm. I, don't worry about Oops. it. Just don't think about it too hard. <laughs> um, increases uh, melee attack and launch, but slightly decreases defense. Accelerattle. That's what it said. It, I copied this from in the game. Accelerattle. Yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a Dragon Quest move, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Accelerattle, um, speed and jump up, but launch resistance is slightly down. Bounce, reflects incoming projectiles for a time, which is really useful when up against other heroes. Kaklang makes you invincible, but you cannot move. It turns you into a big metal statue. Zoom, you rise upwards, and while you do that, you're invincible. You can basically recover from anywhere with that move. Hocus Pocus triggers a random command or st status effect. Flame Slash swings a sword with wreath and flame. Crackle Slash is uh, you swing a sword engulfed in ice, and then it freezes your opponent. And that wasn't a stutter. It is called Crackle Slash. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Hatchet Man, you heave your sword for a critical hit. And um, <laughs> there's Psych Up, which powers up your next attack, which I'm not sure if it compounds into the hero's ability to get critical hits. So every eight, one out of every eight times on average, uh, 
this hero can get a critical hit with a smash attack, which does a ton of damage. So think about, thank you. I'm sorry that was so much, but thank you. Know, you. This, this is, is why I play as Mario. But <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. But like how? I mean, the fact that they add a character again that's this different to what's on the roster and just thinking about, like, how is it possible to balance this? And is it balanced? We'll see, right? Like, we'll see people play, obviously, and then they make adjustments and tweaks. And, like, in 10 years, this character will be perfectly balanced with everything else. But, like, how? This is crazy. Especially Mm -hmm. with one of the moves that... Um, thwack can give you one hit KOs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's not that hard to do. I did it yesterday, my the, like the second time I played the character, mm-hmm. and my opponent I think had about thirty uh, percent damage. There is a chance for it not to work. Yeah, but I've never seen it not work. Thwack won't. It's more likely to instant KO the higher percentage mm-hmm. damage yep. they are, but there is still a chance that it will instant KO even at zero percent. If you randomly get it out of these 18 for the four that you get when you do down B. So, like, the, the, the thing that's going to be really interesting to see play out in this character is that randomness. Because the critical hits is one thing where it's, like, already in a standard fighting game, if you were like, oh, yeah, w- once every eight times or so, this character will just deal more damage just randomly. Even that, like, in a serious fighting game would make people go, like, that's... Weird. And then you're like, oh, and also they have a move where potentially they'll just get a one-hit KO on you, but only sometimes. Or if they don't do that, they'll just kill themselves is another mm-hmm. one that they can use. It, it, it's like it's really weird. It's but it's like that randomness that, you know, a lot of players don't like items and turn them off because of that randomness. Does this reintroduce randomness that you can't it, turn off? It's for it's for people who are playing with competitive rule sets who want items on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But, um, so me. <laughs> yeah. But people, I know some, I've seen some discord in the competitive Smash community saying this is not a good character for competitiveness and balance because there's no way to balance a character with so much RNG included. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I saw was kind of funny. It's like, oh, like if you lose as the hero, you can blame bad luck. And if you lose against the hero, you can blame bad luck yeah. as well. Um, It'll be interesting. Yeah. So this not, character is legal for tournament so play. So it's legal. I know for a fact it will be legal at um, the Smash Con. Yeah, yeah Super, Super Smash, Smash Con. Con. But I'm not sure if it will be legal at Evo yet. As the t- as of the time of this recording, like that news has not been. There's no official announcements and, about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's not legal at Evo just not having anything to do with what the character can do. Just a lot of the times, big, big tournaments will say, okay, this is too fresh. People haven't figured this out yet. Let's just, like, let it cool off and give people a chance to learn how to play against it as well as how to play it. Mm -hmm. There were already petitions out to ban the character before it was released, and then subsequently (laughs) uh, petitions to uh, re-unban the character in response to the presumed banning that would happen all before the character would come out. Cool. I think wow. they're all tongue-in-cheek and not totally, <laughs> yeah. okay. totally it's, it's, honest. That's good. That's good. Thought crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, it hasn't yeah. happened yet, but let's arrest him. I know before Bayonetta was released, when some of her details were revealed, um, some competitive players predicted her to be the best in the roster, and she ended up being the best in the roster for that time, and they're doing the same thing with drag- with uh, the Dragon Quest hero. Cool. So we'll see. But I really like playing with him. He's really fun, and like I like the randomness and chaos. And having to manage your MP makes him. I immediately I thought he was super OP, but managing the MP kind of. 
helps balance that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I respect the hell out of the competitive scene. I, it would be cool to see like just the tiniest bit of randomness in there because I watched a ton of like summer games done quick stuff and a lot of like speed runs that characters will or players will do through like 2D platformers and stuff like that that have RNG. Um, or specifically having a moment where you have to glitch through the floor and there's like a one in four chance that it'll work. But if you, if you do, like you'll shave two minutes off your run. Mm-hmm. Obviously when you're competing against yourself or other people doing speed runs, um, it works for something like that. Less so in a tournament setting when you're trying to win money, like to act, that's almost gambling with yourself. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of that. So I don't know. Get crazy. Yeah. Give it a shot. I, I do. <laughs> for I, my amusement. Similarly, I like that they've, they include levels that are not just only Final Destination in a yep. lot of those tournaments. They have levels sometimes that have platforms coming in and out, like the, I can't remember the name of which one it is, but the Animal Crossing level that has kind of like not crazy moving yeah. level stuff, but mm-hmm. like just a few platforms kind of shaking it up, and then you have to, it does add a level of skill, that randomness to how can you adapt to things like the, that. Yep. The Dragon Quest level does that as well. It starts right. out as kind of like a Final Destination, but it adds in like Battlefield, like, platforms and it kind of changes as uh as that progresses as well and it's a really pretty cool background mm-hmm. yeah i love i mean obviously there there i think there were eight tunes right eight new tunes for dragon quest mm-hmm. as well it's 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 a great package i mean this mm-hmm. is i feel like this is really solid dlc that we're getting for smash because the characters are also different and they're all beloved franchises that i didn't think we'd be seeing in in smash brothers like a lot of titles from like this is cool Who's left now? There's two. Banjo. There's three coming. There's three two coming. we don't know about. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, because yeah. we know about Banjo Kazooie, and yes. that's that's later this year. They mm-hmm. said fall. Yeah. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but two are still big question marks right now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We originally assumed they would announce another character at Evo because Smash Brothers Ultimate is headlining, but mm-hmm. since like the hero just came out, I don't think the probability of that is very high anymore. Uh, yeah, che- I agree. Cheer for our own uh, IGN player. Emeka is going to really? uh, Evo. He's gonna try and no way that rule. Smash. Yeah, we've got three people going to today. Evo to compete. Hell yeah! I think Tate is and Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell is cool. going. Yeah, so we'll have some. Uh, maybe we'll Free have an IGN or winning Smash. That rule would be nice. When we uh, when we were reviewing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I kind of said, I was like, hey, we need people to, like, test this out and, like, play it. Emeka was the first person in the door. He was like, I'm in. I'm he's in. He's really Let's good. Play. Let's go. Yeah, he's great. That's awesome. I still haven't done, like, a traditional one-on-one with him still. After all of his Well, time. he'll bring his giant freaky no, controller. Have, and, I know. I yeah. He uses a stick, like a fight stick, yeah. to play Smash, which I've never seen before. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sheltered. I'm not we sure. Bring him on. He can show off his yeah. crazy fight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring him on. I was supposed to shoot. It was one of those things where him and I were supposed to shoot, like, a video about it, and then all this stuff kept popping up, and I think we just, like, kicked it down the road and then forgot about it. But he, he has this custom, like, it's it's sort of just like a a deck because it's huge it's a bunch of buttons yeah it's like gigantic and it's not it's not like pretty you know like <laughs> it's it, functional. it it's functional but it fe- it looks like it was made like for a specific purpose it, it's like it, the stuff that uh rocky uh trains with when yeah he goes up against ivan drago they got all the high-tech stuff and he's got this thing made out of wood pieces i thought he didn't he fight uh steak what the steak? Didn't oh yeah, he did. He, he like punched. punched he, he punched a cow. Like, cow yeah, pieces. he went to the butcher shop. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, against, yeah. I, I think so. No, because there's a. This is stupid. There, I, I, I'm a big fan of action figures, and someone made an action figure of the of the steak. Oh, like of, okay. the, of the cow. Wow. The cow corpse that he has punches. a lot of oh, my play value. Yeah. 
stake. I know. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah, we should we should uh, we should do a video on that controller. It's really yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I would like to Omega. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. to Mitchell and to Tate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All competing at Evo, mm-hmm. which is next week. It's very soon. Yep. It's the beginning of August. So, um, Pear, as a Dragon Quest fan, mm-hmm. is this package everything you wanted? Do you think it plays? I have to play more. I mean, okay. like, honestly, my first my first reaction was, I mean, if you heard Casey talk about the the <laughs> the moves, the, oh, I was overwhelmed with the character, and I wasn't doing very well. Mm-hmm. Right. My you know my kid my kids kept taking me down. I so, did. Uh, I did all right um, because I got a thwack off, which was that one hit KO. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, mean, I, I like that it's not just another Fire Emblem Swords guy. That's what that's what I thought it could turn into, and um, they've proven me wrong. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Good stuff. And we're getting more than just the character and the stage and the music as well with a uh, update 4.0. Um, you can now add snapshots into edited videos. So when you're editing a video to share on Nintendo Switch Online app, which I know everyone does all the time, people love uh, that. You can app. now add in snapshots to your videos. Um, there's also some terrain changed in uh, the stage builder. So um, some like the yarn and some of the other stuff will behave differently. Mm-hmm. The stages. This will retroactively affect old stages as well. Um, and they added a very easy mode for World of Light. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's so late in the game. And didn't they already make it easier? No, they made it easier to collect characters. Um, yeah. Not in World of Light, but in when you fight them to add them to this, the roster. This is the ex- accessibility play. I mean, Nintendo has done yeah. this for a while, right? Adding a super easy, hey, let me help you with that mode. Um, you know, and it's a take it or leave it uh, setup. I, I think it's they're getting ready to bring on a lot of younger players this yeah. fall. They're releasing a cheaper version of the Switch. You've got Pokemon coming. And so mm-hmm. they're thinking about, like, how do you engage a younger set of players who may be turned off by high difficulty or, you know. Maybe uh, maybe it's some people playing their first game in this franchise because they've only, um, you know, played Pokemon games like that. It, yeah, Not like weird. Pokemon I, is particularly diff- uh, easy or anything. No, no, no. I mean, no. I think like it that it falls into the the sort of category of a lot of Nintendo stuff where it mm-hmm. scales really well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't particularly think that World of Light was difficult. I thought it had like very random, arbitrary spikes of incredibly frustrating stages that I, I believe it was like the daisy one specifically there was one where you, you're you're fighting on like a retro donkey kong level pauline pauline and the only way the only way i could do it is to like convince everyone to commit suicide <laughs> there was like five characters had to did kill you tell them jokes yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah i just i just i did like I here did. watch up at noon they're like no wow. they're like no i gotta kill myself anything's better than that uh <laughs> Yeah, and that was – so I don't know how you fix something like that. Maybe I like you, like, you, uh Yeah, me too. We're, we're, we're bringing it back yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's good to see because I think for every new update Smash gets, that's a, a nudge for someone who doesn't own the game to buy it for the first time. Yeah. And so – yeah. yeah, they, they may also be responding to like uh, you know like companies collect data on how do you play games and like if people get stuck in a certain spot sometimes companies like smooth over the edges and so maybe they got a lot of uh, data that shows people abandoning the mode at certain places who knows and, right and Sakurai even said in that video that they put out about this watch it it's great it's really fun it's very casual Sakurai which is cool to see <laughs> um, and he even said like if there's you know a hard spirit you're just like stuck on you can just bump it down and take it out that way and it's like i, that's cool. I, I like that they know that that's kind of part of the purpose of it is to 
you come up against, I think the two that everyone brings up always are Pauline and Dr. Wiley as like two of the hardest. Dr. Spirits. Wiley was really hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you just like can't beat one of those guys, you just like tune it down and you're fine. And it's also, cool. it's a, it's a single player game. So it's yeah, like, whatever. It, you know, I don't think it, it, it's not like it's a, there's a competitive scene in, in. No, life. you must suffer. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put uh, it on hard or you're not a real Smash fan. Speaking of which, I read that there was also, there's like a freebie for Nintendo Switch online members with the new Smash Brothers update where you can jump into the spirit mode and get a bunch of like free stickers and badges and fun stuff oh, to cool. like weird snacks to feed your your peoples, give them powers, all that stuff. Delicious. So go check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there was one more edition. Um an online tournament mode, which sounds really awesome when I say it like that, but it's not really great because it is a four versus four free for all preset and that's how you do the tournament. And if anyone has ever done a Smash tournament, it's not how you do it. You do it 1v1, 3 or 4 stock. Yeah. Though like, they did say that they would be adding new tournament things it, and it'll events change. in the future. It, it will change in the future, it. yeah. And that's true. But right now it's just 4v4 free-for-alls. Free I, I agree. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm so glad they're doing this. I'm mm-hmm. so glad this exists. And I hope that they make it, that they, they tweak it in ways that people, because the four-player four, four free-for-all is very appealing to a specific Smash audience, mm-hmm. and the tournament is very specific or appealing to a different specific Smash audience. And I yeah. feel like they need to just mm-hmm. like align those things a little bit. And I guess it depends if it's stock or time. But if it's stock, the game and free for alls just don't die. Right. Stay away from people the longest. Yeah, it's <laughs> what I love to do. That's why yeah. I'm good at that game. Yeah. By the way, this is my first time in the studio. Oh hey. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I've been traveling so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. You got you, you got, got your best friend Sonic. You got you you got some uh, uh, characters behind you there. You got uh, Skyrim. That's on the Switch. A little Mass Effect there. That we was went, on the Wii we, U. We went from being in our old <laughs> studio to being in no studio at all to being in the small studio to being in like I, the coolest studio we've ever shot the show in. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah, awesome. thanks thanks for sticking with us. And if you're listening, imagine it. <laughs> it it is it's cool. It's really cool. You can see our faces. Yeah, check us out is, on YouTube. Which aren't again. cool, but they exist. and man uh i had no idea the game boy was as old but it's the 30th anniversary for the game boy that's right it is uh i today this week this week yeah so casey was two years old yeah no uh oh i listened to last game boy is older than me i I listened to last last week's episode and you definitely (laughs) confused people with your strange dates yeah yeah very nice Uh, i said i was in the sixth grade in 2012 (laughs) i meant 2002 like i saw that i'm like wait a second that can't be i I really Um, hope we just bring this up every episode yes okay it's fine um but yeah obviously that's a very old gaming device yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a very awesome one too. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it's a really special system it's, to me. Did did everyone here have a Game Boy? No, I did not have the original Game Boy. What? I didn't either. I did not. Get out. I was too busy doing other stuff. I what was, were you doing? I, I was I, in Japan. Oh, you were like in college by then, right? I don't have to do the math. Thirty years. Oh, I was. You're in sixth six. grade. <laughs> I, no, I was. No, I just. Uh, I moved to Japan, went to college, and I focused on studying until my now wife. Um, gave me a Super Famicom for my birthday, oh. and then everything was over. I stopped studying, just played games all day. You were, so you were in Japan when the when the Game Boy came out? No, it came out right before. I think right before. Yeah. Okay. Now I was I was just wondering what that scene was like there, because I know that here in America, um, the Game Boy. It came out in 1989. Yeah, and it 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 
sort of transcended what I understood video games to be because, first of all, video games were something that me and my friends did in our parents' houses, yeah. in, in living rooms and dens and basements, and I never thought adults cared about them at all. And then I remember going on airplanes uh, to go visit, like, family in Italy and stuff like that and go on trips with my family, and there were, like, adult businessmen in business suits playing Tetris. Like, yeah. this was this was a... It is hard to understate how incredible that was to see all of that dragged out into the into the sunshine for the very first time. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a really special system to me. I got one. I've told this story a bunch of times in the show, but I got one uh, for Christmas that year. It was like the only thing I wanted for Christmas, and uh, we were like kind of low on money that year. My yeah. family wasn't doing too great, and we opened up all our presents, and there was nothing there. And then my mom was like, "Hey, don't forget your stocking." And there were like three stockings. I have two brothers. And they had the candy cane sticking out. And mine just had this fat cube in the middle of it, like this big giant box. And I was like, what is it? It looked like a snake ate a brick. Yeah. <laughs> and I ran up and I pulled it out. And it was the original Game Boy with the with like the holographic laser wireframe fingers and the mm-hmm. Tetris logo in the corner. I started screaming, crying, running around so happy. Um, Aww. Yeah, Nintendo 64. Um and it's like it's it's been like, I've really really loved Nintendo handhelds ever since. I had Game and Watches like once or twice before mm-hmm. then. My grandmother would come by and be like, "Here's a Game and Watch," and I'd be like, "I don't know what this is." Like be like manhole or something. <laughs> but the Game Boy was special. Yeah, the Game Boy was special because it was it was the first Nintendo handheld like a dedicated portable that had swappable carts. Uh, it had like a really interesting launch lineup because for the first time ever we had a portable Super Mario Brothers in Super Mario Land, which is a weird ass game. The goom, the Koopas, when you jump on them in that game, explode. They turn into bombs. Mario shoots a fireball that like ricochets like a pinball. If you played Mario Maker Two, uh, maybe you unlocked it. There was also Tetris, obviously one of the most incredible, Huge. you know, influential video games of all time. And then there was Alleyway, which was not, but still fun. <laughs> yeah. um, which also featured Mario. It's like a he was. Uh, like story-wise, he was a little guy inside of a ship that bounced a ball, and it yeah. was just breakout. And then there was tennis and baseball. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got here in North America. Um, and it was like $89, and it came with a game. And it was a, like amazing deal. And for the first time ever, you could play video games on the school bus. Yeah, so so the weird thing is that when I was in Japan, I, I don't have any recollection of seeing a lot of people on trains. Like, uh, you know, I was in, in Japan from like... Was like 1992, 94, I think, um, like give, give or take a year. Um, and, um, I don't recall seeing a lot of people on subways playing the Game Boy. And obviously it had been out for a little bit. Um, uh, whereas like when I went later, the DS was everywhere. Right. Right. Like the DS really took over as being like this mainstream device that people just brought along and played everywhere. I wonder if the Game Boy was still a little bit too big Possibly, for that yeah. to be like something that, you know, businessmen, well, people on trains like played. Game Boy Pocket and mm-hmm. Game Boy Color, yeah. which were much smaller. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I jumped in. I got like with mm-hmm. Game Boy Color is when I started seriously playing and then Neo Geo. Pocket color, I own a Wonder Swan, all that stuff too. Yeah, the concept no. of the Game Boy being a portable was really funny when I was a child because, like, it was it was huge. Yeah, it's a big. It's like it. It's like a thick book, brick. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I would just I would keep it in the front flap of my backpack, and it took four AA batteries. The you know the graphics were like really they were like great it was like great pixel art but the screen quality wasn't great it was like puke green green and washed out yeah and it was blurry when things moved too fast but like as a as a kid that loved the nes um 
the amount of like sort of demakes that we got on the NES that were based on arcade ports was really interesting. If you take a game like Double Dragon or Contra mm-hmm. in the arcade and you see it on the NES and it's like running and it's like in 56 colors and it's chunky pixel art. They took that to the Game Boy and they shrunk it down even more. And so we got all these awesome like sort of demake versions of NES games that were arcade games and watching that sort of filter down, it got me really into handheld gaming. And it was like, it, it was a, a place where we could play Mario and they got, you know, it got exclusive, an exclusive Metroid game. It got mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It got Donkey Kong 94, which is like one of the best video games ever, ever made. And like no one talks about it. Uh, it also got Donkey Kong Land, like Rare was making, like, you know, like, 3D rendered games for it. They got a killer instinct. Like it's a bunch of weird games that came to the Game Boy that like should not have worked, but I think people <laughs> were just sort of like, let's let's make it happen. Let's squish it down and, and put it there. Which it, we're seeing with Switch now too. Yeah, it seems unbelievable that that brand is completely gone, right? Yeah. Like there, you know, I've heard people talk about like Game Boy sounds too young, but obviously the Walkman is also gone, right? Yeah. Like, the handheld games are still around in phone, phone form, Switch, obviously, you know, Vita and PSP for the longest time and all that. But that the Game Boy brand is gone just seems so wrong to me. Yeah, I, re- I don't think I ever stopped calling my DS or 3DS a Game Boy. <laughs> a Game Boy? Really? Yeah. You yeah. called them a Game Boy? I mean, to- Game Boy, like to me, Game Boy just became Nintendo handheld. Like, hmm. And that's kind of changed now with the Switch because the Switch is – so much more and it's this weird mm-hmm. different thing but like i always called my ds my game boy so, so, i was so. one of those incredibly pretentious teenagers that when my parents or some older someone would call a ds my game boy i'd be like no it's the ds <laughs> yeah. well there was like it, it was like the 80s and 90s everybody just called everything a nintendo yeah. for a long time uh to sort of run through the lineage real quick we got the game boy the game boy pocket the game boy light which was i oh, believe right. backlit yep or front lit i forget it's the little side lights yeah it had these it, it looked oh. like when they put on the the lights on the floor of a yeah. movie theater like oh, um, i had the little worm worm thing yeah the, the worm, worm lights yeah. Yeah. yeah i had that that too. was a um, that was a great the invention. virtual boy which carried the boy moniker to its grave. Yeah, um, it's and then the Game Boy Advance, which is arguably, you know, one of the best handhelds they so ever made. Good. Uh, the Game Boy Advance SP and then the Game Boy Micro. And with the Game Boy Micro, that killed that titling forever. After that, we got the Nintendo DS and then the 2DS, 3DS, 3DS XL, 4DS, all, the, all that stuff. And the Game Boy Micro famously tried to retain that Game Boy brand, make it smaller, but it was way too expensive. Like, it's... Mm. I. I own like three, and they're, yeah. they're great. I really like them. Me too. And they can't be much smaller because the cartridge is so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, but it's just kind of it's it's weird that they weren't able to figure out how to make this machine really I, cheap, and then spin kind of Game Boy into the super cheap like twenty dollar brand where you pick one up at the cash register on the way out and you can play all these games on it. I mean, I, I get why don't they don't use that that name anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like archaic. It's gendered. It It'll doesn't be back make any for the sense. Classic. For like an all ages thing. The Game Boy as a brand was so prolific that I never even thought about the two words together. I just thought about Game Boy as yep. the brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought about it. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, there was a like Valiant Comics did an entire comic book line called Game Boy. Yeah, where it was just hand drawn comic books about like Super Mario Land and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such a cool. It's such do, a cool. A, a such you, a cool thing. Do you think if they did look, it's not if when they do the Game Boy Classic, it. It's crazy they didn't do this for the 30th anniversary. Do you think they would release a full-size replica that looks exactly the same? And would people think that's cool? Or does it have to play to convenience and be a smaller version? I like the Game Boy Advance SP, hmm. but in a, a tighter, just 
better package. My prediction is they use the exact sort of shape and design and form factor of the original, but they shrink it down to like the Game Boy Pocket size. Okay. Yeah. So it is smaller. But green screen, all of that, like same exact look. I think they would go with a black and white screen that had like a green tint when it's off. So my heart skipped a beat this morning when Nintendo, I like woke up, I was like exhausted, I rolled out of bed, I looked at my phone, and Nintendo of America tweeted about the 30th anniversary of, of the Nintendo Game Boy. And they put up this gorgeous product shot of like a, it was like a high res. It was like they definitely clearly got a professional photographer to take a brand new photo of an original Game Boy in mint like condition. Not, not yellow. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it, and there was like this new logo that was like 30th anniversary. And I was like, we're, get this right we're, get, we're getting it. We're getting a Game Boy classic. They're doing it. And then they're just like, happy birthday. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this was the time. Um, but I'm still holding out hope for the rest of the year. I think that. I think that there's an opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. Maybe. What was everyone's favorite Game Boy game? Gee, I don't know. Game I Boy, not Game Boy Advance. Show. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what, what Brian would like. Uh, Link's Awakening, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, which is interesting. I'm sorry, I asked. No, because like, it was to, to piggyback. Sorry, just, I'll talk about this stupid game no, for no. a few more seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to piggyback <laughs> off of like what I was saying earlier, like Link's Awakening began as a attempted port of A Link to the Past for, from Super Nintendo onto the Game Boy. And I think they just decided to make a brand new game instead. And so we got we got that, and it's coming September 20th, same day as the Switch Lite. Yeah. This as, year. Yeah, as I said, I got into it with a Game Boy Color, and so um, Pokemon Yellow, I mm-hmm. will always hold that game dear. Same, mine was Pokemon Red. That was the first game I got with a Game Boy Color, and the only one I had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think probably. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention Pokemon. Been talking yeah. about the Game Boy for 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh. I got you. Thank you. Excellent work. As weird and dumb as this is, I'd probably like the Game Boy cartridge that I remember most is. This is going to be weird. What? Pokemon Gold. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Because yeah. it was gold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is great. The Donkey Kong Land games were yellow. They were like yeah, bright Donkey banana Kong Country yellow. Was yeah. It's a good Game Boy game. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, Donkey Kong Country, I believe, was a green card. Yeah, they like they they got. I I I think like the 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 shape of those carts is just like is so appealing to me. It's such a cool thing. I have a Pokemon Red soap bar shaped like the cartridge. Really? Yeah, I never took it. it they actually put it in those little cases that you would have cartridges in. Oh, I've never taken it out. You're like I'm afraid like, to use it. Yeah, because it looks too cool. Yeah. no, I don't blame you. The Game Boy Advance. There's like not much more satisfying in the world of like cartridges. Then the way the Game Boy Advance, you kind of get your thumb on that little cartridge. Like, oh, remember I know. the little ledge they have? And then you pop it and it just has that like like little sound. Oh, man. Yep. That was satisfying. Yep. Well, thank you for reminiscing with us about the Game <laughs> Boy mm-hmm. for its 30th it anniversary. Hopefully we get a classic edition sometime this year. Christmas, holiday. They wouldn't compete with their, their Switch Lite. I don't Pokemon, think they'll right? do it this year. Maybe I think they year. should release think- the Game Boy Lite at Mini. At the same time, the same day that they released the Switch Lite. Not going to happen. And just confuse everybody in the world. No, that's why we're not going to see a handheld (laughs) when they're pushing their new handheld. Wait a minute. Hold on, though. When did they launch? Did the NES or SNES Classic go up against the Switch? I feel like one of those launched within a few months. I remember like having conversations being like, they would never do that. No, but didn't the NES Classic launch right before the holidays and then the Switch was in February or March or whatever? Oh, that's right. That was was totally right. It was probably like five, six or four months around there. Totally right. Speaking of the Switch Lite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Switch Mini. Casey Way. um, Who pre-ordered one? The Switch Switch Lite is now available for Mm pre-order. So, and... 
Did any of you guys reorder one? Yes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, why do you sound dejected about because that? Because I, I don't switches. know why. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Well, oh, here's the here's the worst thing. Here's the worst thing. Uh, they they announced that like fake Switch Pro. Yeah. It has like a, like nine hours of battery, right? I know. And it's going to be sort of like it's going to have like a like a product number. And it's going to be like NS zero one zero three. Yeah. And you yeah. won't know that Enterprise Edition. Yeah. yeah. Un- unless you're holding the box in the store, like maybe there'll be like a specific listing on Amazon or something like that. And they haven't announced when that's going to happen. So at some point. People who buy the regular Switch in the next week and a half or two weeks or something yeah. like that will get a buffed-up battery version of the original Switch. So I want that one, too. I want that one, too. But you know what I'm going to do? What? In Japan, Nintendo is releasing the weird Disney Edition Switch and the Dragon Quest Edition Switch. And they the have Dragon custom they have custom Joy-Con colors. I saw the, the, the Disney, Disney one with it. So maybe if you buy, beautiful. Yeah, maybe if you buy this, you get the new hardware as well as the really limited controllers. Oh, but you have to pay a lot of money for this thing, which arguably is doing the same thing as the one that we already have, and then the one we just pre-ordered. It's also like so. It's, it's kind of stupid to do that, Brian. It's, no, it's so. This is all very stupid to do. Pair. This is the first <laughs> worldiest problem the, for me to be like. I have a battery pack that that, it, that extends my Switch battery life uh, times four, okay. and I'm like not good enough. What oh, if it just lived on its own for nine hours? However, like, Brian, what the Disney edition, mm-hmm. the home button. Has Mickey Mouse ears. Yes. You, 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 you fell into the trap of having to buy all these joke cons. I didn't. I don't I, have to. This I isn't can doing stop any time. I don't uh-huh. believe you, Pear. No, I, so I got out of the Amiibo game. I, I'm not, I'm not into the, I'm not hooked on the joy cons. I could like stop any time with the Amiibo too. You can't and you won't. I only have 173. I was, uh. Thank you for counting that. Oh. Beautiful I won't actually do Twitter. this to you, but I will tell you. I will tell you a story. I was actually workshopping a joke with Max earlier about what uh, a thing to do to you on Fourth of July. Not again. No, uh, April first, not Fourth of July. Spray paint them all blue, red. No, and white. every now and then, Best Buy or Target has one of those like clearance sales where they get rid of a bunch of like <laughs> D level Animal Crossing amiibo, like Lottie. <laughs> And they're like four the cents. Llama. Yeah, the llama. And I wanted to order like a hundred of them and then redo, redo your wall of amiibo. So you just come in one day and there's just like a hundred llamas. telling you That's this. a lot of effort. Cause I'm not going to do it. It's oh, so much work. They're not going to be four cents. Yeah. And they'll be like two per customer limits. Yeah. No, and then, and then we're stuck wait. with them. They'll wait until like two dollars each. That's and true. then you make content out of it and you expend some dying Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Look, I mean, I just wanted to get a video of you walking and be like, what the hell? (laughs) All I'm doing is investing for my kids' future. They'll be able to sell these $16 an hour amiibo in like 30 years for $18. Yeah. Some. 50? Yeah, right alongside my beanie babies. Yeah. You know, Amazon every now and then, because I bought a bunch from Amazon, I'll Mm -hmm. go to buy something from Amazon and they're like, hey, you can knock down the price of this by trading in some old stuff. And I'm like, huh, like what? And I click on it and they're like, like the Pac-Man amiibo, we'll give you 40 cents for him. And I'm like, (laughs) Ooh. Wow, this is this is a bad stock market. No, out this here. is not oh, no. this is not a great investment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I pre-ordered the yellow. Which okay. one did you? Gray, because I'm boring I, and stupid. Why I don't, did you get the gray? I don't know. I don't know. Cancel. <sighs> Should I? Why didn't you get the weird Pokemon <laughs> one with get the, the turquoise one? Because I hate. I don't like these pictures of those dudes in the back of my system. I don't even know those dudes. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> you could just Dashian and Zamazenta, man. Who? Z and Z. That those that sound like that sounds like medicine. It's like you know what you do is you buy those to get the special cool joy or get that and not even joy cons. They have no joy anymore. No, <laughs> sorry. Glued and I was gonna say you just get a sticker and you just put it on the back. That's true. No, I hear you. I I just didn't like the like most people like the Pokemon edition. I assume you like that one too. Or, yeah. Yeah. 
It would have been between. I like that one a lot, actually. The yellow is great. Did I switch the blue? Oh, look, man. Now we got him. Yeah, why would you get another gray one? The main one is gray. I don't know. No, no, no. no, I don't need one at all, Pear. I like the gray one because it has the light buttons and the light joysticks. And the the base gray on the Switch, the the normal Switch, has black joysticks and black buttons. Wow. It is a little different. That's true. You can get a decal or something and, like, put on the back and He doesn't like decals. Don't put a bumper sticker. He doesn't like decals. I don't even have tattoos. He's a purist. All right, well, once. The, once they arrive, we'll compare my yellow with your gray, and we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Unless you get the turquoise, you just guess, just get both. I think I might get that. I don't need either. <laughs> both. You like, have a daughter. You'll pass along the stuff to her. That's true. That yeah. that excuse works when she's not. She'll one. love a gray con- controller. Yeah, kids, babies love love instead of turquoise and, and yellow. That I don't okay. need. Very good. No, but so like <laughs> the, the the other thing I was thinking about. This comes out the same day as Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Which means that, like, my choice that day is to either dive into the remake of my literal favorite game of all time or start a massive sort of, like, system transfer. Whatever Pikmin carrying file data nonsense they're going to be doing to us. Okay, so if in, you have okay. Nintendo Switch Online mm-hmm. and you just log into your new console, mm-hmm. you can deactivate your old console as your primary and activate the new one as your primary and then just download everything with the cloud. Some game- what's the what's the Nintendo catch? Some some gameplay says not you included. Have to have, yeah. Games like Splatoon will not transfer data. This, that. Oh, and Animal Crossing either, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough for me. Use with caution. That will you will you'll be able to do a full system transfer for that though. Oh, really? Right? It's oh, it's just I see. no cloud yeah, yeah, yeah. Saves. Okay, no yeah. yeah, it's a cloud yeah. case you can. And then the other catch of it is that you can't be using if both systems are online you can't be using one of them with that account at the same time as the other well that's okay right but you can just put you mostly one of them want in airplane mode you want the light for travel right yeah, yeah. that's why i'm getting it for yeah. too i mostly want the longer battery life but then i saw yellow i'm like mm. what a, look at this that. Is so, why is this so difficult we no, don't need any of it but i want all machine. of it what's wrong with us so we had um we put up an article on ign.com for pre-orders and based on I guess the links that our audience clicked and the pre-orders that they then subsequently made. Here are the most popular colors based on that. Uh, 12% of our readers picked yellow. Oh, wow. That's the worst one, Pear. That is the least amount of people, <laughs> just in case you're not tracking this. Mm-hmm. I like the yellow one, too. I like so. it, too. 16% chose gray. That's the boring people of which Brian is part of. That's not. That's a, that's a good number. 18% chose turquoise. Clearly a better choice than gray. Although... Did I go, should I go with them? I would, I, go, I would do a color. Should I go join Team Turquoise? Yeah, but Team I think it's sold out now. Which, which house? Okay, pressure. keep going. What's the biggest uh, one? Pressure. 54% chose the Pokemon Special Edition. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of which, people can name those things. Let's be honest. If you, if you do want to resell your stuff, the Special Editions will always cost more in the end when you yeah. sell them, for mm-hmm. sure. But if you get like Dorito stains on it, then it's not going to be. I mean, Why? Half, half of that 54% could just be scalpers. That's true. That is. That Why is there no Zelda version? This launches day and date with a new Zelda game. Because they're Maybe. freaking dumb. Right? Thank you. Because it's all about really Pokemon. That, and So on that note, is there is there any chance, do you think, that they would announce one in between now and no. Zelda? No. No, that's okay. too much of it. This is our th- – these are – this is a lot of versions to have it launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's retail retailers don't love that. They don't want somebody to come in and say, I want the yellow one and they're like, No, here's the boring gray edition. And the Maybe that one. old man over there will sell you his because he made a mistake and wanted the turquoise one. He just didn't know. <laughs> also, it. there's gonna be a bunch more colors in twenty twenty. Hey, what I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's part of it is that maybe yeah, the guy the that bought the yellow one. one. <laughs> 
<laughs> to that point, the Pokemon one doesn't even come out until like what a month they, or two later. They, oh, right, right, right. There will be a ton of different editions. If this one sells, they'll mm-hmm. keep on iterating on it for sure. sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there may be a Zelda one for Breath of the Wild too. It's so far away. Tom, are you going to get one? I don't know yet. I have yeah. not decided because I said this on the show like a week or two ago that. When it first was announced, I was like all in, definitely. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, I could just get an extra set of – I could buy a normal Switch, and I would be getting an extra set of Joy-Con, which are usually $80. And then I'm basically yeah. just getting a Switch that is slightly larger with way better battery life and Bigger can screen. dock. And it's only like $20 more than a Switch Lite when you mm-hmm. think about it that way and like the weird – my weird brain mm-hmm. um but then at the same time it's still a hundred extra dollars and like do i need another set of joy con could i just get this other thing it's really pretty like you really gotta hand it to them this regardless of the color they're all real cute they really are nice yeah. and i think I'm it's excited to get my hands on it i want to yeah. see games on the smaller screen like smaller screens always look sharper and nicer it's yeah. just a fact right yeah. um, i think i think curious. that's why i'm at that point where i need to see it first i'm not okay. i i would like a second Switch in some regard, I said, because then me and my girlfriend can play, like, Animal Crossing together and that sort of thing. Uh, But I'm not in a rush. Animal Crossing doesn't come out until next year. Pokemon doesn't come out until November. So I'm not in a hurry. I'll let it come out, see what it's like, see if I like it, see if I want to go the other route first, and just kind of try to be a little bit – not rush into things as much. I think it's kind of crazy that they didn't have pre-orders available immediately when they announced yeah. this thing. Yeah, I, I they, think they did like in the UK of... for some reason. They oh, weren't really? ready in the oh. in the US. Yeah, it was hmm. really strange. Yeah, I mean, because I I think that like I would have pre-ordered one. I, think I I had a hesitate the other day, and I still did it because yeah. it doesn't cost. And I, on Amazon, it doesn't cost you anything until it yeah. ships anyway. Yep. So you can still think about it, change your color. Yeah, you could <laughs> buy two. Could you do? Um, gray is not a color. Gray, what gray, gray is, is definitely a color. color. Nah, shade. You're, this is shade. This is what you're throwing at me right now. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's also an adjective to describe sad and lonely. Yellow is the least popular one. So okay, yeah, that's that's like you basically voted for Ralph Nader. That <laughs> argument. Well, <laughs> Perry, you might as well just be like turquoise is in color. It's a rock. Like yeah, it is a beautiful uh, uh, semi-precious stone. Well, uh, let us Pokemon's know what color, color and what edition of the Switch Light, the Light Switch. Below says Casey, unfazed by this malarkey. The Game Boy SP Switch Lite, light. Mm-hmm. Yep. And other news, EA has explained why it offers limited Nintendo Switch support. Um, so this is a, a story that Pear pointed out to me. <laughs> why are you shaking your head? Because it's annoying. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so an analyst asked about the Sims for the Switch, and an EA head said, "Anytime we're evaluating platform conversations, we're really looking at a couple of things." One, does the game really fit the profile of the platform in terms of the control or the community ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game and go there, or would they prefer to play it somewhere else? We have a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners who also own PS4 or Xbox One or PC very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms, even though they have a Switch and enjoy a lot of great content there. Mm. So this answer sucks. Yeah. It is a terrible Basically, answer. Basically, with The Sims, a lot of people who play The Sims prefer to play it on consoles that you can use mods with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very roundabout way of saying that because you can't mod on the Switch. But okay. also, like if you also look at the reasons, if you look at the support they have put there, then that means that they think that Nintendo fans really want FIFA. 
<laughs> Which is like, okay, I get it. But also, like, Animal Crossing is one of the best-selling franchises of all time. I actually just casually on my Switch the other day typed The Sims because I was like, oh, surely there's a Sims game here. There was like 15 on the GBA. Yeah. And there's none. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, if I may, I don't think that this answer is an answer for any sort of game player, right? This is not an mm-hmm. answer that is targeted towards you or me. This is an answer that is targeted towards EA's shareholders. Mm-hmm. And they're saying essentially what this, in my eyes, what this answer is, is him saying, don't worry about it. We're making the smart financial decision mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than. Hey, there's people who would play games on the Sim or play The Sims on Switch because The Sims would do great on Switch. People would so love a, a good version of The Sims would do great on. Yeah. Switch. So isn't that a, the smart financial decision though? I mean, we what read constantly saying, about games selling well on but Switch. But what they're saying is that they did the math and they think less people, they think more people Fewer. would buy it yes, elsewhere. More. Yes, and yeah. and fewer people would buy it on the Switch, and yeah. that it's just not worth investing in the ports. I think that's what reading between the lines you can you can pull from this. Here, that's my own analysis. Yeah, though. here here is the answer. Sure and enough. by the way, I'm not like I think uh, EA sometimes gets a bad rep for like the games they make. They make plenty of really great games. Um, they are always they they are being sh- kind of cast as the big evil corporation. You know, puts microtransactions in a lot of games, iterates annually on on Madden and FIFA and all of that. Um, that is true. They know how to make money. I think they're a little bit of a, in, a, in a creative slump right now. I think it's fair to say here is what that answer kind of like dances around. EA made a huge mistake. They yes. did not back mm-hmm. the Switch at a time when they should have. That was prior to launch. They have all the reason to doubt the success of some of their kind of core franchises on Nintendo hardware, mm-hmm. right? They, we've seen... Activision's Call of Duty's not do well on Nintendo consoles. You know, Battlefield probably wouldn't have done well. I'm sorry, but Star Wars would have done well on the Switch. Yeah, this is it, though. And I've talked about this on the show before. EA is absolutely terrible at celebrating their own history. Yep. They're terrible at looking at their back catalog and being like, let's grab Dead Space and drag and drop it on a Switch. We spent the last three years pissed at Konami because of the way they handled the Kojima situation, right? Just utterly livid at them. And then they put out that Metal Gear game that was super bad. Um, But then recently they were like, here's the Contra collection. Here's the Castlevania collection. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, goodwill. We're into this. Like, I'm so glad to see this again. If EA, with all of, you know, this, this... shooting themselves in the foot that they do on a regular basis and all the sort of backlash they get from, you know, hardcore gamers. If they said what Bethesda did just this week where they're like, hey, we're taking a bunch of classic Doom games we're putting on there, uh, ideally without like a Bethesda.net login screen at the beginning. <laughs> and they were like, here's, here's uh, you know, here's Dead Space, here's Star Wars, here's, here's all this legacy stuff, here's the Mass Effect trilogy. Like, just put it on Switch. People would love them for that and they would sell incredibly well. I think there's an opportunity for some last-gen ports. I, you know, like, obviously we're kind of getting tired of seeing them, but, but EA has a, had a lot of good games during the 360 and PS3 age that could come across. But they, but don't, but they don't bring those things up anymore. No, but more importantly... They bought PopCap, yeah, and they own Plants vs Zombies, yep. and I'm like, I'm sorry, that would have been a great launch title for yeah, this this platform. Absolutely, whether whether Garden Warfare or the original titles, the you know the the point and click games, they own Bejeweled. Yep, 
Like there, it's a lame excuse to say we're evaluating this. Like stop evaluating this platform. It's a success. It's sold almost as much as the Xbox One has since its launch in two years. Yeah. So it's here to stay. You got to make the right games for it. You don't have to break the bank in making full-fledged, like ginormous AAA games like you're making on the Xbox One. You have to be smart. And Ubisoft has proven it with games like Rabbits that you can be smart on this platform. And you could even go back and bring back a classic Madden game and update the roster and like play to the nostalgia of Nintendo fans. Like there are all these things you could be doing. Yeah. This is a lame answer. I know. This, yeah. this, like they put Unravel go, on it, right? And that's, that's it. And that's what I meant, FIFA. right? Is that this isn't an answer for us. It's an answer no. to calm, to make sure that nobody who's buying their stocks is like freaking out about the fact that they're not selling Switch games. Yeah. And you're right. They didn't just, they, they didn't invest early enough, whereas Bethesda came out swinging and said, hey, you know what, we're going to figure out how to put all these games on Switch and we're going to keep releasing them on Switch. Whether they're you know, the best ports or not, they have the infrastructure that they have invested in to just get Youngblood, Wolfenstein Youngblood, on day, day and date on Switch. Yep. What, what's frustrating is that EA has a lot of history. If you go back to the early days of Electronic Arts games, they were the company that put out PC special editions in beautiful cases. Mm-hmm. They had the names of the designers on the boxes, right? They created this, this industry, like they were really good at giving people credit for, you know, the, yeah. for the games that they made. And they have a lot of cool classics that are forgotten. I would love for them to play to their nostalgia or, you know, invest in some unique, smaller projects for the Switch. Give, like, no, come on. No more old freaking FIFA ports. Oh. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just, that's, it's just weird that that's the game that they decided to put there. Yeah. Well, it is. if I may, really quick, there was also a report last week or something recently that said that FIFA's, like, fantasy team microtransactions now make more money than FIFA does. What? Like, selling FIFA copies ultimate, makes less money than yes. their microtransactions. Ultimate, no, <laughs> ultimate team is huge, of course. So when you say, yeah. I don't understand why they're putting FIFA on there, I do. Yeah. Well. No, we're upset. We're creatively upset. Yes. We're not, we're not saying it's a bad business decision to put yeah. microtransactions into yeah. everything. You yeah. can make money. But what about your soul? Casey, what else is going on in the world? <laughs> so uh, funny that Pear mentioned Rabbids a couple of sentences ago because there's a Rabbids Nintendo Switch Party game announced coming to ch- to China. I um, give that transition a seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Casey Way. Um, I think we'll has, give that game it a seven a, out of ten. It has a Journey no. to the West theme, but we don't Not know what's coming here. They said it's tailored for the uh, Chinese audience yep. in China, okay. so we'll see. I'm but, worried about this one. I, I want. I would totally be down for another Rabbits game on the Switch. I mean, Mario Party has kind of run its course. There's the, not enough content. When Raving Rabbits first came out on the, it was the Wii, right? Mm-hmm. It was cool because it let you play around with the controls. The characters were like that. Screaming was novel. Later releases of the Rabbits Party games just didn't recapture that magic. I'm just yep. really worried that we've moved past the age of the the kind of like the party compilation. Yeah. Because we have Smash, we've got yeah. Mario Kart. Like, but do you really like, need these multi-game compilations? I, I still buy. I still you. buy. Um, you still buy like the party. What is it? The Jack in the Box party pack. Jackbox, Jack yeah. Jackbox okay. party packs. Those are great. Yeah, but those are also weird and different. And it's still it's still a party game. We uh, for casual players. We created this this concept on up at noon called the Cone of Indifference, 
which is essentially when you hear about something <laughs> and then the more you hear about it, it cones down to nothingness. Like your excitement yeah. is this big up here and then it gets – so when you're, like, you're like Ubisoft is making a brand new Rabbids game. Your brain immediately is like, oh, Ooh. Mario and Rabbids 2. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, no. It's a, it's just, it's a Rabbids game and it's a party game. And it focuses uh, mostly on the Chinese market. And you, by the time you get down to here, there's just like this droplet – of, yep. of care. Well, it's left. Let's take that droplet of care and turn it into games that are out this week. <laughs> I care about those. Um, so someone uh, on our Facebook group specifically asked about Forager. It's yep. coming out on the 30th for $20. It's uh, published by Humble Bundle, mm-hmm. which is, that's my disclaimer. Yeah. Our, our parent company also owns Humble Bundle. Thank you. Tom, tell yeah. us about Forager. Forager is cool. Um, Forager came out on PC uh, a few months back, I feel like, something like that. Um, it kind of is like if one of those cookie clicker style games was a real game. Whoa. So Hmm. it's a lot of that sort of same thing of you're doing incrementally, you're incrementally gathering resources that let you get more resources that let you expand this little island that you're building on. And then you go and go and go and bigger and bigger, bigger, very cute art style. Uh, the, the, Key thing here is that you're actually running around and you actually have like little quests and there's skill trees. So like if you really like doing the mining stuff, you can go down this like mining skill tree that gets you more stuff for that. Or if you, and that unlocks new buildings for you to build. And it's a very simplistic art style. I can't really do a good job of describing it. Um, but like, yeah, it's just very cute. And then you can go into dungeons too eventually. It's like a and there's crafty, survival Crafty, survival clicky, sort of all mixed in one. And it's hmm. not, to call it a clicker game is very misrepresentative. It just takes that similar vibe, right? Yeah. Hmm. Like it's not, it is not a idle clicker game. It's just that that's kind of, you can, you can tell that that is in its DNA. What's a similar clicker game? Like what are you thinking of when you're describing it like this? Uh, well, so like, like the, the cookie clicker, hero clicker stuff is similar, but Mm -hmm. it's like that, it's like the bones of that put into like, don't starve, right? Where you're running around gathering resources and you're building up your base and going along. Out of 10, 10 bow ties, what would you give it? Uh, I don't know that scaled very well. Yeah. uh, 10 out of 10 bow ties. 10 is the best. Oh, I don't know. Like a seven or an eight. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's a cool game. It's it's, it's worth taking a look. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely worth looking at. It might not be the type of game for everybody, but it's definitely a very cute, well-made, lovely little thing that there's not really a ton others like it. Cool. And we don't have a whole lot of time left, so I'm just going to go over these super quick. Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden Deluxe Edition. This is DLC, correct? Uh, right? Well, the no. Deluxe Edition is actually it coming out on oh, Switch. Oh, all of yeah. it coming out on the Switch. The whole thing is coming out. There was yeah. DLC that came out recently. Seed of Evil okay. just came out. Too. Yeah. And, and that's kind game. of like XCOM with animals. Pretty cool. much. Yeah. And I, stealth. I yeah. think we should probably talk about next week. I think the code, the pre-release code we got, there were some issues with it that they're patching. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I only played a couple of minutes. It's looking a little blurry. Mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully the, the final version isn't, isn't that. And we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. And also coming out this week on the first is Chroma Squad for $15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Thomas, tell me about that. I'm into it. It's it's a uh, 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 like Cybon uh, Power Rangers XCOM almost. Yeah, Power Rangers like okay. top down tactics game. It's hmm. really cool. All right, now into the what you play in section section because I want to talk to Pear about Fire Emblem because he wasn't here last week for it. I've heard of that game. I've heard of that game. <laughs> How many hours have you dropped? I no, I'm still like I'm under ten okay. because I was uh, busy, but it was not I I. I I begrudgingly stopped. I love it. I think it's really cool. I think it's a pretty big departure from the series, actually. Not like, 
not logically, like a lot of the elements and the things that you do, like that relationship building and, you know, kind of really, really getting a feel and for your characters and loving and loathing them. That's always been in Fire Emblem. That's why permadeath was such a big deal, right? Like you didn't want to lose one of your squad members, whereas like in Advance Wars, it's okay that tank number five is gone, right? Mm -hmm. And they took that and they made it even bigger. And like just the core game... You're playing for over an hour before you get to the first battle, mm -hmm. which is nuts. Yeah. Well, you get your tutorial battle, like, right you off the bat. You get the right. first battle. You get a training words. battle yeah. just to remind you that it's Fire Emblem. But it's like, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of stuff added. I think it's, I'm really impressed with how ambitious it is. I love the, the setup of, uh, you know, the, the, the teachers and the students and all of that. Obviously, some cool stuff happens in the, in the story, but it's, it's really successful at making you think about characters and learn about them. Mm -hmm. Justin Davis was telling me how he he has to go and talk to everyone. I am a I'm a yeah. when I see the dot dot dot, I feel like the little speech bubbles. I feel like I have to talk to people. Yeah, and it, even if, though even if it doesn't directly affect your game, I mean, you're, it might just be one line of dialogue. But I'm the same mm -hmm. way. I want to talk to literally everyone. I want everyone to be my friend. I want everyone to be on my team. I want to steal everyone's party. But I know I can't do that. And it's funny. Like, you start off, like, you talk to characters and there's a recruit option to recruit people from other houses. You have, like, no chance of recruiting anybody except, you know, there may be some character yeah. affinities where, like, you're getting so used to being, to being rejected, you might not try for some that actually might work yeah, in the very beginning. Like, uh, I, I don't know. This is not a spoiler. Just don't if say the name of the character. Okay. If you're a lady, if you're playing as a lady, Byleth, there's one character in the game who will join your class immediately. Because he's a total horn dog. Yep. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> so they're this, the this is today. not the same thing. But he won't do that if you're a guy. Yeah. You have to work to to earn his friendship. So, but but that like they are they really carefully constructed these characters, and if you pay attention to how they talk and what they say, you can learn a lot about them. So I started the game. My daughter um played before me. Uh, I was traveling, as I was saying, and like she walked in. I'm talking to a character, and like you know, your answers will get little hearts from them if you pick the right answer. Like you're playing to the character, and she'll walk by, and she's like, oh. That guy, you know, he's like this and this and this. So when you answer, be sure to play to live this and this and this. And like, sure enough, like he loved that answer. Whereas like the other two, he wouldn't have liked. It's like, you can really understand these characters and you will start to know how to talk to them. And so you are either yourself and you answer what you would answer or you go like, well, I'm, this is all about building relationships and socializing. And I'm going to give the guy the answer he wants to hear. It's really are we, cool. Are we sociopaths, pair? Because that's yes. what I do too. Yeah. <laughs> in the game, not yeah. in life. No, I'm. I'm. I want to build the best squad, yeah. and so of course I want to make everybody happy as much as mm -hmm. I can. Now, the weapons triangle is gone. If you played Fire Emblem games, you know usually it's like an, an axe can cut a spear in half, and so that used to be strong, and you know uh, that that kind of triangle uh, spear sword axe is gone, which was. I can't lie, I was very disappointed about that. I was like, well, that changes the way I think about these strategy, uh, the, the characters, um, and, and the strategies and the classes. But then you start playing and you are starting to pay more attention to defense stats or, you know, like, uh, whether you're weak to magic attacks, like you're thinking more about that and the individual powers of these characters. And so it took me a while to get over that. I'm still, I'm still a little salty about it. And yeah. well, as, uh, as Brendan said in his, uh, review on the show last week, eventually 
you know, if you get a character's axe stat really high, mm-hmm. then they'll get an ability that it makes them stronger against lances. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's not that the triangle comes back entirely, but, like, you'll start to see things creep back in where you do have to think about, okay, this guy's got a lance, he's probably this and that. Yeah, the the playing field is not level to the point where, you know, it's not strategic. It's a very strategic game uh, still. So I started playing it on hard with permadeath. Like, the recommended level, I think, is normal, right? But it said experience fire uh, emblem players hard. Um, It hasn't been that hard yet. I haven't haven't really lost a, a, a character. Um... But, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure it'll ramp up and get more and more complex. And so, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, I'm digging it. Um, I only saw it on the big screen here before and was a little disappointed with the graphics, but on the, uh, on the small screen, it looks really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's a little like, you know, lighting wise, these games could look better. They're, they're very, and it doesn't run smoothly at all times, but, um, it's uh it's nice. It's a it's a really quality game and honestly there's a surprising amount of content that you didn't expect mm-hmm. in it. You so you're much. liking it, right? I I'm under five hours, so just take yeah. that. I've also been very busy. But from what I have played, I've really liked it and I didn't want to put it down. Yeah. Until I had to. You're playing in English yeah. or I'm Japanese? Playing, or? playing in yeah. English. Yeah. Um I'm playing on normal mode, but um classic, so with permadeath on. Yeah. I wasn't sure. The difference, if normal is normal and hard was hard, if normal was actually easy. So you can go down from hard to normal. That's why. So it's. Oh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. can switch it later. But you, but can't, can't, you go. can't go back up once you do it. So I wanted to see whether they kind of made it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the term accessible, but whether they kind of brought down the difficulty uh, a little bit. But. Speaking of accessibility, the text Tiny. is so small. I know. I it feel is, like I need glasses. And I. I I I already wear glasses and <laughs> I need two glasses. And I'm having to like, you know, bring the switch up to my face to I wonder, read the text. I wonder if this is some weird thing with the switch because Dragon Quest Builders Two also Same just has yeah. incredibly yes. tiny. I've been windows. playing that too, and it's yeah, it's really hard to read. And the switch light's coming out, and yeah. like, that's only going to get worse. And I mm. I just wonder if maybe this is something where. It's difficult to make it dynamically change between docked and undocked mode, and so they balance it to work on docked on a screen, and then they mm. don't pay attention to what that then looks like or can't change it I, when it's I, then in handheld. I'm even having to like lean in to like look at my screen but, better. Yeah, but it's also really dense when you access stats for anything. Yeah. There's just a lot of stats, a lot of different yeah. um, windows and stuff. But and I, um, I know that there is the capable. You can turn on zoom in the actual switch settings and then zoom in the screen but that's uh, kind of disruptive because you have to it doesn't it's not meant to be used with the game it's an outside thing so it's just you can't interact with the screen while you're zoomed that's what i'm saying right i'm really curious to hear just more fan feedback like what do people think who started with awakening which is a fantastic game and you know like are heading into a game that has this much stuff going on. And there's some, you can automate some stuff, right? Like you don't have to manually assign everything. You can have the game manage some of that, but there's a lot to do in this game um, that is not traditional turn-based battles. I also really love the meme potential, and I've already seen some great A memes coming from this game, <laughs> and it's my favorite thing. Yeah. No, I'm digging it. I think this is a really, this is a big release. Yeah. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it on my flight to Gamescom. It. Where there's no distractions, and I can just try it out. Don't get bogged down in feeling like you have to do everything. Like if you find yourself getting bored with something, like some people don't like the kind of social aspect of it, just move on because you you can. Like the game accounts for that. Cool. Yeah. So what's everyone else playing? 
Not a whole lot. <laughs> not a whole lot on Switch. Yeah. I'm playing that. I'm still playing. I'm still. I'm playing Fire Emblem. I'm still playing Dragon Quest Builders, and then I'm playing a bunch of Builders is good. I started that. Builders time. is very yeah. fun. Um, I've put it down a little bit now that I have Fire Emblem though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm playing lots of hunting games that are not on Switch right now. Same. I played multiple hunting games. So I I resisted downloading the new Picross because I'm still playing S3. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the weird anime the, one. Um, yeah, the one with Overlord. Yeah, I I resisted. I didn't install it yet. I bought the last anime one with a little the, the little uh, animal women and, and little boys. Uh, um, also, excuse me, Jup- Jupiter. I forgot what the French is. I'm sorry, anime fans. Like I, I think don't it's, know anime, it's animal women and little boys. animal <laughs> women and little yeah. boys. And it's, it's like they're, they're, the Jupiter Picross games are all good. So no matter what license they put on it, they're good. They're a little anemic when it comes to music and stuff, but they do have a lot of character art. So I'll eventually play it but no i, I played a uh, power roomy a bunch yeah that's we talked the, about that last week that's the shooter week. did you did you get to play it a little bit i haven't played it yet no so it's uh, by uh, Mani- manufacture <coughs> 43 mm-hmm. yeah i, think. I played like it a, a little f- bit a french developer uh, from bordeaux um it is basically ikaruga but one more step more complex with a third with a third third element, power yeah 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 and i actually it's very strategic mm-hmm. like you have to play it a bunch to get the sense of the different things like you can choose between three different attacks uh you know like a gatling gun laser or whatnot and then uh, either you deal uh, double damage or you heal yourself or you charge your super attack but it also depends on what color enemies you hit with the beams like what the effect is so you you really have to think like a puzzle gamer as well as a shooting gamer because it's bullet hell too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, daunting, but really rewarding once you get into the groove. It almost becomes a rhythm game in a way. Um, Can you say the name of it again? Pawarumi. Pawarumi. Yeah. Okay. P-A-W-A-R-U-M-I. <laughs> yeah. So good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check that out. You guys have time for one question for question block. Yes, let's do it. All right, let's mm-hmm. play question block theme. Uh, so from Harry Lizitis, um, I'm saying his last name right, Brian? That's right. All right, I did What's it. Up, Harry? Um, How you doing, man? Hey, Harry. He asked a question on our Nintendo uh, podcast forums on Facebook, and he says, Gen Con is this week, so which franchise do you wish would have a board game or card game inspired by that franchise? Um, so far, we already have Horizon in the Works, God of War, Fallout, Dark Souls, Shovel Knight, Agents of Mayhem, Borderlands. Bloodborne. There's a lot. And for those of you who don't know, Gen Con is basically the E3 of tabletop games. Com- mm-hmm. Comedy of Heroes coming to a bunch. What what board game would we want? Yeah, based on a franchise that's on the Nintendo Switch. I would love uh, like Town Builder Animal Crossing board game. That sounds awesome. Like that is really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of really good town builders out there that are like, I don't know this if you're getting into deep tabletop stuff or not, but like there are a lot of really good games that you start with a blank board and yeah. you kind of build it up, and you sometimes like you draft things. Like if you had a yeah. drafting town builder Animal Crossing game where you have to like draft villagers and like get your good villagers like bring cool things to your towns or like get certain types of fruit trees. Wow, and that's combos a good idea. Things. Yeah. Like, I would love that game. That's like you could do like a Machikoro type game yeah, too, yeah. like Mach- with Mach- cards. Machikoro, and, Machikoro yeah. is exactly. It's a great board game if you don't have it. I don't, please I get don't it. See us topping that idea. That was a really good one. Uh, <laughs> animal. Well, think too, about it. Like Mario Party is a board game, but it really lives off the mini games. So mm-hmm. they could do something where you put an iPad in the middle, but Nintendo's not going to do that, or obviously. Yeah. You, or they make you do challenges. Yeah, like in real, real life. life challenges, like say the ABCs backwards. Which yeah. I couldn't do the last time I was playing we, a game that made me do that. We were that's <laughs> that's um that's not that fun. 
you're right. <laughs> but you're Mario right. Party, obviously Mario Party, like if somebody could figure out a good board game version of that, like a really good one. Well, that just play cool. any board game and then whoever's in last place, tell him he's the winner at the end. And that's an <laughs> official Mario Party board game. <laughs> it's like you just roll a D t- D t- D20 and yeah. it's like, you win. The, I can just, I'm still salty about my old Mario Party. From here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could <laughs> absolutely, you could absolutely do a Metroid Prime Hunters miniatures game with, uh, with, uh, configurable dungeons mm. with, you know, line of sight shooting and all of that kind with of all, stuff. With all those hunters, like, yeah. um, Cylon. Irax. Yeah, all our favorite characters. I know, look, but you want a four-player co-op game. <laughs> Obviously, everybody wants to be Samus, so maybe you're Blue Samus, Yellow dark Samus. Samus. Yeah, Dark yeah. Samus. Oh, uh, a Federation Force board game. I think people would love that. They'd love that. No, they would not like that. Um, but you could also do, um, you could do like a, you know, like a Star Wars miniatures, uh, Star Fox game with little ships. That I like. Including everybody's favorite ship types, including the R-Wing and Okay, maybe not a good idea. The li- uh, the the, 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 li- the, the cor- cornaria. Yeah, Lilac. what's yeah. the big yeah. the big one? Yeah, Lilac yes. That the, li- the, the okay, they sleeps in. I'm sorry, they're only two ships. What's and the then house? Is that's, that's, that's the cornaria. That's yeah. the cornaria. Well, that, no, the cornaria is a planet. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the smash stage that is on the big ship. Yeah, that, that's not that's the ship. Cornaria. Yeah, that's yeah. the planet that's of the lilac cruiser. Maybe it's the city. The lilac cruiser, I think, is the. I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> no, so yeah. you know Lilat. Don't the, test this. Lilat Wars is the name of Star Fox in the UK, mm-hmm. the original game. Really? I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. They, the Star Fox, uh, they couldn't get the trademark in the beginning. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's a way so Lilat, Lilat Wars, right? Yeah. UK people back me up here. <laughs> um, I, I think you can adapt a lot of Nintendo games pretty I, easily. I would also be down for a Star Fox like like you were saying like a star like a like x-wing miniatures mm-hmm. yeah but there's just not enough ship types that no but care they can about. make some cool ones up yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be really basic and just say i'd want a slay the spire deck builder you get out of another here. person i mean like I, I can then play slay the spire yeah. when i'm supposed to be socializing i mean that sounds That's great true. <laughs> we already have fire emblem and, and zelda card games and all of that so we don't need any of that stuff mm-hmm. but zelda would be a good one for uh for a board game too not a monopoly, please. Worst Don't game. they have that? Yes, yes they have tons of those. They've, I have a Pokemon monopoly still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there are lots of monopolies. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, I still have my copy of uh, Pokemon Master Trainer, the board game. <gasps> we mm. played that. Yeah, we played that. It was really fun, dude. Oh man, can I tell you guys about this game really quick? It's a board game. This was Gen 2. I had Gen 1 when I was a kid though, where there's a map that is the map of Pokemon, like the actual map with all the gyms and everything. And you get little counters that are like, like tokens that are like pogs that are your Pokemon. And then as you go through the gyms, you like battle trainers and get badges and get more Pokemon. Mm. And the first person to win is whoever can get like four badges because they had to truncate it, like four badges and then get to the Elite Four and beat them. And it's like actually a poke, like it is the Pokemon video game condensed into a board game in a way that's like not going to win any awards, but like for kids was actually like a really solid board game. That's pretty I had, cool. I had fun playing it's it. It's not like, bad. It's yeah. fun. Huh. It's not like I, crazy, but it's fun. I have this Mario Kart game where like you're racing little metal balls. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's like a Mario Kart track from oh. Japan. Yeah. That's and it's like cool. two two players can play, and each you have to hit these little. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of like weird vintage, like Milton Bradley style mm-hmm. board games based on like Mario and Donkey Kong and yep. stuff like that. Um, and those are th- 
those are just like fun, goofy children's yeah. games. But. but modern tabletop games, it'd be cool if somebody did something like, you know, if you played the Gears of War game, like somebody applied that to the Metroid universe. Right, That'd right. be freaking awesome. You know, I'm, well, I'm, one of our video editors is working on a, a Mass Effect tabletop RPG, kind of like D&D. Mm. Mass Effect theme. That's cool. Which is not on the Nintendo Switch yet. That Get working on that. Like a bunch yeah. of Borba to me. I'm sticking they know with they that. Don't, That's they don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sticking with Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm in on Animal Crossing. Let's do it. Me too. Slay the, slay the Spire. <laughs> All right. So thank you everyone so much for watching. This has been NBC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. You can watch us every Thursday or listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform every Thursday at 3 p.m. Guys, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Agent Bizzle. What about you, Pear? I'm just Pear IGN. One and word. Tom? Tom R. Marks. And you can find me on Twitter at ShinyKCD. Again, thank you so much for watching. And remember, this is the only place you can get the thing. thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.